everyone. Welcome to Lintstar's Lending Leaders. Our guest this week is Jason Doshi, co-founder and CEO of Payments.io. Um, longtime industry vet, been been in a lot of different um, aspects of the, the mortgage industry before he came to the tech side, uh, where the grass is greener, I'm sure. Um, so excited to talk about that. Jason, thanks for coming on. Excited to you know hear a little bit about, about your pathway into the industry. I know it's a family affair and kind of go from there. Yeah, no, for sure. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me, Jim. And, uh, you know, I, I love chatting about what mm. we've built and, you know, where we are today in our journey. So thanks mm. for thanks for giving me the platform. Um, yeah. You know, happy to, to share more thoughts about it and just excited to be to be on your show. Okay. No, glad to have you. So even before payments, I know you were um, in the mortgage side of the business for a long time. What did were you you know a two year old like your daughter now and uh, just say I want to be a mortgage broker like how did you get into the industry? Yep, yeah. So uh, a lot of times people say my my first word uh, was mortgage. Um, <laughs> so you know um, it's it's been a family business for for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know I I got involved a little over a decade ago, mm-hmm. um, and you know it was a it was a small small broker uh, shop you know based out of New Jersey. Mm-hmm. I got involved. And, uh, you know, just wanted to put a, a different, a different spin on things, wanted to really, you know, grow the business with the focus on, on client service, because, you know, post financial crisis, a lot of home buyers didn't really understand the mortgages they were right. signing up for. And, you know, mortgage being a relatively commoditized business, you know, mm-hmm. I always want, I always thought of it as, you know, what can we do to differentiate ourselves? And I decided to place that focus on on client service. So, you know, over the past uh, decade, 11 years, I was able to grow um, my mortgage company into one of the largest independently owned mortgage brokers in the nation. And, you know, it was was an awesome journey, learned a lot about the the business. And what's interesting about, um, you know, my journey is that, um, you know, you mentioned it's a, it's a family affair and it truly is because my brother who's also the co-founder of payments.io, mm-hmm. um, ran a title agency for about two decades. Um, you know, so having that, um, that brotherly bond and that relationship of referring clients back and forth, discussing growth strategies, um, you know, ha- has been awesome. And, you know, together we're, sideways deals during family dinners. Yep, exactly. Oh, our, our family, our family hates it. Every, every uh, gathering we have, it's like, can we please not talk about work today? <laughs> but it's, um, it's hard not to when you're, when you're obsessed at the level that, that we're at in, in a healthy excited about it. I, I, I am in the same boat with my family, you know, growing up in the title industry. So I can definitely understand that. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, you know, we, we use uh, our obsession to, and our passion to drive us forward and we keep it healthy. I know uh, yeah. sometimes I know, I know burnout's a, a, a big, yeah. a big issue. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, we're, we're mindful of that within our yeah. families and we're mindful of it at our organization mm-hmm. as well. But yeah. um, <clears throat> well, well, we're excited to get into that and especially what you're doing now, but first I, I'm interested in that kind of client service piece, right? Because that's, in some cases, kind of lip service that you hear in the industry, right, of the borrower experience, right? It's more about let's give technology to people to make things run faster for us, right? So how do you, you know, for lack of a better question, monetize that client service? Like at what, how much does that really impact what, what the, what's happening to your business going forward? What's the ROI of good client service at the end of the day? Yeah, so on the, you know, on the mortgage side, 
uh, when I, when I was running, when I was running that business, mm-hmm. uh, we were a hundred percent referral based and that, um, is pretty unique in the industry yeah. where, you know, lead by is such a big part of origination. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we were solely referral based and it was referrals from previous clients, referrals from, you know, real estate agent partners, re- referrals from attorneys and CPAs. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, to, to grow um, a business where we were doing a billion dollars a year in loan volume mm-hmm. strictly on referral is uh, it's a pretty substantial feat. So, and, wow. you know, we, we, we realized that, you know, when we focus on client service and what does that mean, right? People talk mm-hmm. about client service, yeah. but what is, what does that actually mean? Um, it's, it's communication, right? Like giving the, the client the, uh, you know, the, the information of exactly where they are in the process, what to expect next, right? Being, being organized, being responsive, letting them know, you know, you've completed this step. Here's what to expect. Here's when you can close setting expectations. You know, that's the biggest thing Mm -hmm. that I think a lot of people fail to do. Um, And it's not necessarily any one person or any one company's fault. Mm -hmm. A lot of it is just the nature of the business where the real estate industry is so fragmented. You have real estate agents, mortgage companies, title agencies, attorneys, uh, homeowners insurance, attorneys, appraisers. Mm-hmm. There's so many uh, different entities mm-hmm. and individuals involved in the process. And it's a very emotional process, right? Yeah. So when you look at the, you know, the intersection of uh, the fact that it's an emotional process, the fact that it's a highly fragmented process, and the mm-hmm. fact that it's a it's a very uh, you know high dollar amount, a big financial decision. Mm-hmm. It's it's just a recipe for um, you know miscommunication and a recipe for anxiety and things to mm-hmm. go sideways. Um, so our focus, you know, we kind of took the role at the at the mortgage company that you know we were the project manager. You know, we were mm-hmm. sitting in the middle of the transaction. I know a lot of people within the transaction like to assume the role of the project manager yeah. um, because, you know, they want to be able to have control and, you know, there's a lot riding on on each and every closing. Um, but we really, you know, took that role and owned that role and wanted to clearly communicate to our clients, you know, where they were today, what to expect of the next steps mm-hmm. and, you know, what we can do to get to a successful closing. And we really, you know, take that client service piece to heart. Um, mm-hmm. And we've parlayed that into, you know, what I built today here at uh, mm-hmm. Payments.io. Yeah, so tell me a little bit about that, of, of kind of what led to Payments.io, what, mm-hmm. you know, led you, I don't know if you're fully out of the mortgage the mortgage shop or not, but what, mm-hmm. what kind of, you know, led to that transition? Yeah, so we were, um, you know, when, when, when my brother and I were, you know, this was a few years ago now, probably 2018, 2019, when we started looking at, um, you know, what we could do to to really double down on our client service mm-hmm. and provide a better experience uh, for our internal team. Um, you know, we really dissected and really dove into uh, the process of, you know, where are all the different touch points? Where are the handoffs um, from different organizations, right? When does a real estate agent handoff their part to a title company? When do they hand it off to a mortgage company within the organization? When does sales hand it off to ops? When does it come back to sales? When does, you know, when does, what's the title agent, title underwriter relationship look like? We really dissected the entire transaction mm-hmm. um, and decided to focus on one of the larger pain points that no one was really building for. And that was the movement of money. Mm-hmm. Um, 
title company was increasingly dealing with um, issues managing paper checks, right? Like the, the sending and receiving of paper checks, extremely inefficient. Checks can bounce. Checks sometimes have the wrong payee. They're not signed. Um, there's so many issues, right? I mean, and let alone the fact of actually having a paper check um, is probably the biggest issue. Um, I personally don't even have a checkbook, right? If someone t- tells me to write a check, I, I kind of just freeze. I don't know what to do. Um, so that, you know, that, that's one issue. And then the biggest issue, um, which is now starting to gain a lot more attention, um, but was kind of creeping up uh, even years ago was wire fraud. Real estate wire fraud is a huge issue in our industry today. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's daily. It's honestly daily. Um, the st- a stat from last year or early last year was uh, one in three real estate transactions have attempted wire fraud. I'm sure that's gone up. Yeah. The, the depth of wire fraud has increased. The volume of wire fraud has increased. Uh, the, the different ways that that fraudsters and hackers are oh, attacking sophistication is wild. Yeah, exactly. And as a, as a first time home buyer you trust the process to some extent, right? You don't know, you get an email or you get a phone call, you get some sort of notification, you assume it's coming from a, a trusted source and you know you, you hear about it, but a lot of times it's like, oh, you know, that's not gonna happen to me. I know what I'm doing. And yeah. people, it's, a, it, it's, it's from a hackers and fraudsters perspective, it's the best transaction to attack because people are fair, you know, the, the frequency of the transaction is, is low. Right. People are doing this once, twice, maybe three times in their life. So the frequency is low. So it's easy to attack. And mm-hmm. it's uh, it's a high dollar amount. Right. It's two, three, four, five hundred, sometimes millions of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, that can be stolen with just one uh, one gap in a process. And to your point, you know, you you talked about the number of folks involved in the process. Bank of America has great security, but the attorney they're dealing with, the title agent they're dealing with, the appraiser they're dealing with, you know, there's so many other um, attack points where something mm-hmm. can come in. I, I remember seeing a story a couple of years ago. I think it was a New York attorney. Um, their email, they were just using kind of an AOL or personal email that got spoofed and they lost $2 million of their client's money. And their borrow license, so yeah, it's it's no, yeah. it, it, it's, uh, it, it's sad and it's uh, it's frustrating because you know when you look at a title agency, mm-hmm. the reason why they exist and why they got into the business is yeah. at its surface is to ensure title. Right, you're ensuring that the person you're purchasing the property from uh, or the real asset from has the right to sell you that property, and you're ensuring that. And now it's kind of morphed into this you know, title agencies are in the business of protecting their clients' money and, you know, avoiding and defending wire fraud. So, yeah. uh, you know, when we really looked at the those those issues that we were facing, mm-hmm. um, there was nothing from a technology perspective mm-hmm. that we felt we could buy and then iterate on or yeah. um, buy and just, you know, um, integrate mm-hmm. into our workflow. So we decided to build something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, how does, and briefly, how does payments kind of address mm-hmm. address that problem? Yeah, so pretty much Payments.io um, has the goal of eliminating the use of paper checks and mm-hmm. you know eventually eliminating, or at least for now, reducing wire fraud. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way Payments.io is built is it allows homeowners, home buyers, you know, interested parties in the real estate transaction to mm-hmm. transfer funds directly from their checking account to a title agency's escrow account without mm-hmm. having to share account numbers and routing numbers. 
So, you know, we, we keep the process double blind. So the title agency doesn't know their client's account number, routing number, and vice versa. So right. when a client needs to send earnest money deposit for a new purchase transaction, you know, they're out, um, you know, on an evening or a weekend, or they're touring the home virtually, instead of having to, you know, write a paper check, mail it in or run to the bank, get a certified check, run to the bank or get on the phone for a few hours and wait on hold uh, to send a wire and having your account number and routing number exposed out to the title agency or whoever you're sending that wire to, um, you know, we we allow home buyers and homeowners to, to conduct that transaction 100% digitally. So, mm-hmm. you know, very, very basic concept is like Venmo for real estate, right? You're not... Um, you know, you're not sharing your account number, routing number. It's it's mobile friendly. You can do it from a desktop. Right. Uh, you log on to your account, and mm-hmm. then the money goes directly into uh, the title company's escrow well, account. More important as a as a title company or mortgage shop, you can say you will never be asked to provide your account information. Right. No Correct. one will ever exactly. send you wiring information. If that's happening, call us something strong. Right. Right. Exactly. You know, today every single mortgage lender, title insurance agent. And their email signature says, you know, do not accept wiring instructions over email, call, fraud is a real issue. Yeah. But a lot of the, the solutions in place today to solve for that are, are manual. You know, some, some title agents, we don't accept wires, we only accept yeah. certified checks. You're almost asking the industry to go backwards in order to solve a problem. Yeah. Um, you, you know, can access that check, right? Yeah. Right, right, the, um, right. Uh, I, I had a client, a title agent, where I think they got an email about a change of wire instructions, had a number to call. They called the number. Person sounded believable enough, yeah. wired it, 75 grand gone, right? So yeah. even, yeah. you know, even the calls aren't, aren't foolproof. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, so, you know, like like you said, the, the, the phone calls aren't 100% yeah. secure um, mm-hmm. and the processes are manual, right? And if you think about, uh, the real estate boom that we've had over the past, you know, probably, you know, almost year and a half now, um, a lot of title agencies weren't built to, to, to two, three, four X their volume. And, yeah. you know, when they look at policies and procedures that they had to combat wire fraud, for title agencies doing 100 transactions, their, their protocols were built for 100 transactions. Now, when they increase to 200, they're not able to increase their team Right. What what happens? Right. Something's got to give somewhere. Yeah. And just for the sake of keeping up with volume, some title agencies, unfortunately, you know, might take shortcuts to get loans funded and closings done. And it's you're, you're putting yourself at risk. And, you We're know, to the it, topic you had before of burnout, right? The same person who can maybe do you know, 10 transactions at a time now has double that mistakes are going to happen. It's unavoidable. Yep. Yeah. It's it's not intentional. It's not anyone being lazy. It's not anyone not doing their job correctly. Um, it's just the fact that when you have manual processes, yeah. things aren't going to slip through the cracks. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, these are very costly mistakes. Yeah. And you know, one one case of wire fraud or two cases of wire fraud mm-hmm. can unfortunately put a title agency out of business. And yeah, it's uh, absolutely. It, has. It, it it it's truly it, it's scary. And you know, just. Being at a lot of events last year, a lot of in-person conferences, um, I would just overhear people talk about, um, you know, all the issues they're having with wire fraud. And that's what's top of mind, um, not only for small title agencies, but some of the largest in the country, mm-hmm. uh, you know, have these issues of, of wire fraud. 
and you know they're they're doing everything they can to safeguard against them um so that's you know that was really it's a it's a very you know purpose driven mission that we have here at payments.io mm-hmm. um and it's twofold right eliminating paper checks and reducing and eventually eliminating wire fraud mm-hmm. and, and I, th- I mean i think there's the third too um which is you know, just move, taking people out of the process, right? And in a good way. And I think that's something I've seen growing up in the industry of just the the ebbs and flows of hiring and firing. I feel like it's mm-hmm. very prevalent and we're probably starting a hiring aspect, right? Or firing, a firing spree right now, right? You see lots of loan officers, lots of folks getting fired. Um, yeah. And just because to your point, mortgage volume can double overnight, then go back down. Um, it's always been an industry with really sharp swings. So I, right. you know, I think you help address that in a really good way. But I, I want to hear a little bit about on the mortgage side when you're an operator, how you deal with that those ebbs and flows. Mm-hmm. No, it, it's it's tough. You know, lead, leading an organization where you know you don't want to quote unquote miss the boat, right? Because when you're in a low low interest rate environment. Yeah. Everyone knows it's not going to last forever, right? You need to take advantage of it yeah. while you can. Um, and, and it's tough to balance that, right? Over the past uh, decade, you know, we experienced a, a mini refi boom in, you know, 2012, 2011. That was a, a little bit of a refi boom. 2016 uh, was Brexit, right? So that yeah. drove rates down. Um, but then, you know, that that didn't last for too long. But then 2017, 2018, 2019 were, were, were really big purchase markets. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, nothing like we've seen over the past year, but even when the pandemic first hit in March of 2020, you know, you had, um, you know, lenders taking a pause, you know, no one knew what, what to do. Right. I mean, literally no one had any idea what was in a happening. State like New Jersey loan officers weren't able to work remote. Right. Right. But you know, like, the regulation wasn't in place to do that. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, you had to, you, you weren't allowed to take an application from your home office. Um, mm-hmm. So the regulation wasn't in place to for remote or virtual work, and a lot of you know companies paused. And you know the I think we're still part of that recovery now, but mm-hmm. it bounced back pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And you know I think from an, from an organization's perspective, I, I think what you need to do is really just you know just balance mm-hmm. uh, where volume will be, not necessarily 30, 60 days from now, but you know, 120, 180, maybe 240 months out, right? What does what does a year or two years look like? Um, that's what we need to mm-hmm. what we need to plan for, because um, you know, mortgages specifically aren't going away. They're it, right. it's never going away, right? People need to buy houses. They need loans to buy houses. Uh, the and concept of a mortgage, home equity has never been higher because of right. how high prices are right now. So folks who want to consolidate that or, you know, build up a home office or do all sorts of things, the value of your house is probably the, the easiest way to tap into that money. Right, right, exactly. You know, whether it's through, uh, you know, a HELOC, a HELOAN, a cash out mm-hmm. refinance, there's, you know, the, the, market, the market is still there. And, you know, what I think will change about the mortgage industry is the, you know, the, the delivery mechanism of data, right? When you look at, you know, Underwriters need to verify income. They need to verify assets. They need to verify, you know, residency. There's there's things that you know are are involved in the in the verification process that will never go away. And a decade ago, you know, someone was hand delivering their bank statements or their pay stub, and then they started faxing 
their pay stubs over. And then they started emailing their pay stubs mm-hmm. over. And now there's, you know, so many technology platforms out there that are data aggregators where you just need to log in with your, your username and password or even providing your social, yeah. you know, would gather, you know, your, um, your estimated income, your average mm-hmm. bank balance, uh, yeah. whether you're a U.S. citizen or not, right? All this information is out there. Mm-hmm. So underwriters need it. It's just how this data is being transferred from home uh, borrower to underwriter, right? That's where um, things are changing and evolving. And, you know, a lot of the talk around the industry is speed to close, speed to close. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, it's, it, it's a real thing because people want to know when they can close, how quickly they can close. Um, and I think, you know, just making tweaks throughout the process, you know, if you can shave off a day here, a few hours here, um, that'll at least give the home buyer some more comfort, right? I don't think, you know, anyone today, you know, maybe in the future, I don't think anyone today wants to buy a, a $500,000 house with the click of a bite, unless you're, you know, an institutional investor. Um, yeah. I don't think, you know, your average home buyer who's buying their first home or second home wants to be able to close in a day. But what I do think they want to know is if they can eventually close, whether it's 30 days, 45 days, will they get qualified? I think of it more like the Domino's pizza tracker, right? Right. Like having your mortgage tracker of knowing throughout that 30-day process of where you're at, right? Are we waiting on an inspection, appraisal, preparing documents in a waiting period before closing, whatever those things may be. Um, You mentioned cutting time off closing. And and one thing that I always... um, kind of wonder is, you know, say you're able to change, save four hours per loan um, in the time it takes for you to manufacture and process a loan, right? A hundred loans a month, that's 400 hours that you've saved, right? Does that mean you're firing people? Does that, what, I, I think there's a misconception of when a company saves that chunk of time via investing in technology, what that actually looks like from the people perspective. Yeah, no, that that's a that's a great question because that's a very real fear, right? When yeah. we're um when we're out, you know, selling and marketing yeah. payments.io, um the the leaders, you know, the executive team that's looking at efficiency and looking at you know PL, they love the platform because they realize how efficient it can make their team. But then when you get to you know a little bit more of a junior level where you're looking at the escrow officer and you're looking at the ops team, they get nervous because you know they're like, oh my God, I spent so much of my day writing checks and mailing checks and putting them in FedEx and calling clients to deposit their checks. And then when they don't deposit them, I call them again and then the, the check becomes stale. So I send out a new check um, and they're nervous, right? They're like, oh my God, is this going to replace my job? Yeah. And that's not a hundred percent valid because I think it just makes everyone more efficient mm-hmm. and, you know, it allows, you know, the definition of efficiency, you know, doing, doing more with less. And mm-hmm. I don't think people are going to lose their job. I think they're able to do more. It'll allow um, title agencies to, to expand into new market. It'll allow them to grow um, their mm-hmm. branches, right. Grow, grow their team. And, you know, similar to mortgages, if you have a loan processor that's doing, you know, an average of, 50 loans a month, you know, yeah. if they can shave a few hours off their day, maybe they can do 60 loans a month. And I know a lot of loan processors get comped on um, their production, right? So everyone can make a little bit more, more money. They can make their lives um, mm-hmm. a, a little bit easier. So, and, and what's really interesting about 
mortgages, which is unique to, you know, I think the mortgage process and the real estate processes goes back to that, that theme that it is at the intersection of, you know, being fragmented, being emotional and being mm-hmm. a big financial purchase where I don't, you know, it, it can never truly be a hundred percent digital. Um, I think we can use technology tools to make humans more efficient, but there's certain things that humans can do that technology can't do and vice versa, right? Technology can never, you know, humans can't do certain things, uh, you know, computing and processing that computers can do. And when, when a closing goes sideways and when a client just wants reassurance on certain things, they want to talk to a person that understands their needs. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it's, uh, you know, it, it, it's going to take jobs away. I think it'll make companies more efficient and I think it'll make those roles more efficient. And I think those roles will need to pivot a little bit in the value they add to their clients. For example, on you know, with payments.io, a lot of real estate agents spend time driving around their earnest money deposit checks. Right. They'll, you know, they'll be at, at a property yeah. and then they'll ask their client for a check the client say, oh, I don't have one. I'll go to the bank tomorrow and get one. They'll say, mm-hmm. okay, hey, you know, to save you time, I'll come pick it up because they want to get the deal in, obviously, right? They're doing their job. They'll go to their client's home or their client's work, pick up the check, then drive it to the title agency. I mean, is that really the best use of your time? You're a, right. If you're a real estate agent, you have a wealth of knowledge and you're adding a ton of value about mm-hmm. the home, about negotiating, yeah. about getting the most value out of that home, school zones you know, different things. How far is the coffee shop? Where's the closest park? Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of value you add as a real estate agent driving around and earnest money deposit check is mm-hmm. not the best use of your time. So a technology like payments.io isn't taking away anyone's job. It, it's really just making, it's pivoting, right? You're, you're, right. you're, you're focused on where you're adding more value to the process and not doing something yeah. that can be easily handled by technology and in a better way. Right. Yeah. That's really the way way I see the exact same thing with with disclosures. Right. Of Why have a loan officer try to run down the fees to put on the disclosure? You can automate that process like we do with Lodestar. And now you have that loan officer actually talking to borrowers. Right. Which is the same way a realtor has a wealth of knowledge. So will a loan officer about what is the right mortgage product? for what they're trying to do. I much rather have that person say, what are your goals for this right refinance instead of, you know, calculating the costs in Hudson County. Yep. No, exactly. I mean, it's uh, you know, you you look down, you know, your your LE screen on your on your LOS yeah. and you're trying to figure out, oh, does this state have uh transfer taxes? Yeah. You know, do mm-hmm. I have to charge a mansion tax? You know, New York has a mansion tax. Mm-hmm. Pennsylvania has transfer taxes that are paid by the, you know, yeah. By the by, like it's 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 crazy that you know if technology you can build these algorithms into technology, mm-hmm. you know why why rely on a human? You know, one, it's prone to mm-hmm. error, and B, it you know it, it's it's not efficient. Yeah. Um, and you know that that was really when I was you know again more uh, on on the mortgage side, I was uh, that's what I was looking at all day. It's right. you know how can we make our team more efficient? You know, do more with less and, you know, focus on our core strength and our core strength um, at the mortgage company was client service. It's let's focus, let's pick up the phone, let's send out emails, let's respond faster, let the computers do what they need to do. We add value by, by setting expectations, right? Even if it's, uh, you know, there's, there's technology solutions out there, like you mentioned, like the pizza tracker, right? I mean, a lot of LOSs and a lot of, um, 
you know, P, you know, point of sale systems for mortgage platforms have, you know, pizza tracker type right. of updates, but you know what appraisal ordered. Okay, great. What does that mean? Yeah. Do I need to go to the property to right. and meet the real estate agent? You know, it's, it's nice to give updates, but then managing expectations behind those updates, yeah. you know, is, is extremely important. And, mm-hmm. you know, we still, you know, today I still have a lot of conversations um, with mortgage brokers just from, from being in the industry for so long. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're always, you know, we just love having these types of conversations. So we always talk about, you know, what can we do? What are some new technologies out there? Um, and again, payments.io, um, mm-hmm. it, it allows um, for commissions to be paid out. Uh, you know, at, at our mortgage company, we had, um, you know, two people that all day were just, um, you know, collecting checks and depositing um, mortgage broker commissions that were coming in from different title agencies. So payments.io through its disbursement engine allows yeah. title agencies to pay out mortgage brokers, real estate agents, mm-hmm. um, you know, real estate attorneys, municipalities. Mm-hmm. So again, making title agencies more efficient by not having to send out checks yeah. and making mortgage brokers, real estate agents more efficient by not having to collect checks. And now, you know, those two people at the mortgage company that were just depositing and collecting checks all day, you know, are now looking at how can we get this loan to closing faster? We're utilizing those roles in a more efficient mm-hmm. way. It sounds like, you know, clearly as an operator, you were very focused on technology and efficiency. Now that you're trying to sell that to other folks in the industry, um, have you found it frustrating in some ways? Are are you feeling like not everyone is kind of seeing eye to eye? I remember for me, early on, I was calling folks about our solution and the title agents um, said, oh, our owner doesn't really like the internet. (laughs) That's an answer that I got at one point. So I don't know where you've seen people. I'm sure you found some folks who are like-minded, but has it been more frustrating than you maybe originally thought? Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely a challenge. Um, and, and part of the challenge is in the fact that the process is fragmented, right? No one owns the entire vertical. You know, yeah. there's a lot of, again, you know, incumbents in the space and new technology players that are coming out that would like to be more vertically integrated, right? Own all the way from, you know, agent matching all the way through to closing. And, you know, no one's really solved that yet. Um, but when we when we do talk to title agencies, mortgage companies, real estate brokers um, about our platform, it, they're intrigued, right? They're intrigued mm-hmm. because we're we're solving for two very real problems, and we're meeting the consumer where they want to be met. And mm-hmm. I look at this uh, at, at at Payments.io, our platform. You know, it, it's kind of following the same path as like e-sign, right? <laughs> like you look at, you know, I, I can't imagine not e-signing certain documents. Um, you know, where previously it's like, no, I want to, I want to sign it. I want right. to feel. I get frustrated when I have to fax something too. I'm right. renting a, a condo um, this weekend, and I had to print out and scan a registration <laughs> form, and I was so PO'd that I had to do it because I'm not always around a scanner. I'm like, just send this via DocuSign. This isn't that big of a deal. Right, exactly. That's a that's a perfect example though, because that's a technology that existed for a very long time before it was truly part of the mortgage process, and it's not even fully there now. Yeah, but the parallel to to like e-sign platforms is Mm -hmm. everyone then has to accept it, right? Because let's say you e-sign the application, so you know the borrower likes that experience, 
but then the lender may not accept it. The title agency may not accept it. Fannie and Freddie have to approve, right? So, you know, kind of the, the challenge we're facing today, um, you know, it's drawing parallels to, to e-signing platforms, RON platforms. You know, with RON, I mean, the, the county recorder's office needs to get on board. The mortgage companies need to get on board. The title underwriters need to get on board. Um, so in a fragmented industry where... You know, it's not it's not fragmented without reason. You know, there's a lot of compliance and regulation in place for good reason, mm-hmm. uh, but it does require a lot of collaboration. Yeah. And you know, we're all for that. We love, you know, again, you know, like I said at the at the beginning of this, mm-hmm. I love talking about what we're doing because I'm I'm extremely excited about how we're helping the industry. You know, move away from paper checks, help reduce wire fraud because these are two very real things. And as the younger home buyer. Um, you know, as, as younger homeowners kind of enter the picture, they're craving these experiences. Yeah. They, they truly are, right? Like, you know, when you look at, again, think how things were done a decade ago, mm-hmm. people were comfortable walking into a branch to sign a mortgage application. They were comfortable walking into a closing. Right. You know, now you look at, think, you know, homes are toured virtually, offers are made virtually, yeah. contracts are signed using e-sign, mortgage applications are done online. Um, appraiser Appraisals are sometimes waived. Um, you know, so are most other financial transactions that people um, right. make, right? I think you made right. a, a good point of meeting people where they are. That's how you do most other things anyway. So it's more yeah. about the, the mortgage and real estate process, at least adopting some of that while keeping that relationship and that handholding and those types of things. But um, we're a little bit just, just up on time here. The last question I like to ask everyone is what gets you out of bed in the morning? What get, gets you excited to you know, go in, go in and sell a payment processing platform? Yeah. Yeah. No, um, <clears throat> that, that's a great question. Cause I think that's, uh, it's something that I think everyone should think about, right? <laughs> like why, why do you get up in the morning? You know, what helps you sleep at night? Like, and I, and, and for me, uh, you know, spending a really long time in, in the mortgage business, mm-hmm. um, was a great experience for me because, you know, again, although relatively commoditized, you know, whether we existed or not, probably wouldn't have made a huge impact on the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we were able to help homeowners and home buyers and, mm-hmm. and families move into you know move into homes. And again, you know, we weren't the only ones in the world doing it. Mm-hmm. But you know, having that that feeling of you know making a, at least a small impact on someone's life um, always always excited me. But what excites me today is we're actually making an impact on the entire industry. Right, not mm-hmm. just in on one person's transaction or one family's transaction. We're making an impact on the entire industry on how you know payments uh, and funds are moved in the real estate transaction. It's you know we strongly believe paper checks are not are not a part of the future. Yeah. We know the heartache that wire fraud can cause mm-hmm. um, individuals. Right, that feeling. Imagine imagine that feeling of. Um, your attorney saying, Hey, you're closing later today. Where's your wire? And someone saying, Oh, I just sent it like a few hours ago. Did you not get it? Like, imagine that sinking feeling in your yeah. body. Your life uh, savings in some cases. Oh my God, what just happened? Right. Like that. We want to avoid that. Right. Mm-hmm. We want to, um, you know, implement some convenience in a very friction filled process. And, you know, it, it's not it's not revolutionizing the entire process, but we're laser focused on the movement of money and mm-hmm. it does cause a lot of heartache. So if we can improve on that and, you know, a few years down the road, I'm, you know, I'm sitting at a coffee shop and I see someone on their phone transferring their earnest money deposit. 
um, you know, through payments.io, that, that would make me pretty happy. Yeah. Um, and, you know, knowing that someone doesn't have to run up and go to the bank and they're not worried about fraud and they can do things securely and conveniently with peace of mind. Um, that's really what we're striving for. And that that's that's why I wake up every day. Oh, that's a wonderful mission. And, you know, keep on doing what you're doing in the industry. That's that's wonderful. It was great having you on, Jason. Awesome, Jim. Thanks a lot, man. It was uh, great chatting. Yeah.